In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. She's a good
folks, welcome to your Thursday episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your buddy, Ryan. And listen, we got a great show for you today. It's going to be a little bit of a different show than I had originally planned because life happens, you know? I mean, it, it truly does. But we have this amazing... Listen, I'm, I'm already making excuses. The classic me, you guys. Uh, anyways, we started the uh, show off with a mashup with Beyonce and Tom Petty with Free Falling. And here, I was, I was listening to that back. I always like to listen to it. Um, right before I record this, you know, I'll go back and listen to it again and I'll get all the feels. And I played that for two reasons. One, because Beyonce Renaissance, the tour got announced today, all of the dates. And listen, I will probably not be able to get tickets because the government needs to step in. I mean, it happened once with Taylor Swift and it, I feel like it's already happening again with this Beyonce. We're not going to be able to get tickets and we're going to cry into our pillows, Oh, but I love her so much. I just already, you know, the tickets haven't even gone on sale yet. And then some people were saying they already found tickets on StubHub for $10,000. How you find tickets on StubHub when the tickets haven't even been released? Can you answer me that, Ticketmaster? And Ticketmaster just went to, uh, they were up there at the old Washington, D.C., you know, the Senate and everybody was questioning them because of the Taylor Swift stuff. And then this is going to happen just like three weeks after that? Have we learned nothing from Taylor Swift? Guys, Taylor Swift and Beyonce need to team up together and just take down the government. And sure, you can throw John Mayer in there, too, because John Mayer tickets went on sale today for his solo tour. And I guess there was a bunch of snafus there as well. Listen, Ticketmaster, you got greedy. I know you're trying to make up for COVID and just you're actually greedy, but cut the shit. There should not be $80 worth of service fees on any kind of tickets. Are you kidding me? Uh, but I really like Beyonce. Listen, I even like songs like If I Were a Boy. I literally am a boy. And I still, it's like aspirational for me listening to that. Also, I was listening to that. And I just, I want to make a plea to you guys, you guys with kids. Or just you guys, don't let Tom Petty ever die. I mean, he's he's gone. He's passed away. But don't ever let his music die. I don't think it ever will. But it's up to us. We carry the torch of these people's music, right? This ain't like The Bachelor or people that used to be on Vanderpump Rules. These are people that gave such great art. I mean, man, Tom Petty and Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I mean, so many, so many amazing songs. And it's it's important for us to carry carry this music and 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 and... Just make other people listen to it. Just like this podcast, make other people listen to it. <laughs> but that's, I mean, I just think music is just so damn important. You guys know, but it's one of those things. You're just like, damn, I want people to never forget these great musical artists out there. Um, okay. Uh, so here's the deal. Let me tell you a little story. I, today's podcast, I was going to have uh, Kend you guys know Kendrick. Kendrick is just amazing. Kendrick Tucker from uh, the podcast Reality and Comics 2. Um, and he's just great. I love this dude. And we recorded for his podcast uh, before we recorded for mine. And I, I, I mean, there's an hour podcast that's going to come out on Monday on his podcast that I think is one of my favorite. I just let loose. I was just, I was pissed about a couple of things and we just went to town and then we went over and did my podcast. And I got to tell you, it's, it's just as, it's just as good. I mean, it's, it's, we're just getting in there. We're talking about Salt Lake, not the reunion because we recorded this right before the reunion, 
But we talk about uh, Salt Lake, Miami. Uh, there's some Potomac throwing in there. We go all around the world. He talks about his podcast a little bit, which I think is great. And then we also talk about DC Comics. Don't roll your eyes. Listen, I thought it was going to be a much lo- longer conversation about DC, but then we got talking about all these reality things. But we talk because DC Comics announced a whole new movie slate with Warner Brothers. And it's kind of a big deal in that they are kind of you know, saying goodbye to everything that they've done in the past in regards to these superhero films. So Marvel Comics is a separate entity than DC. Now, I know this is very nerdy of me, but you know how much I love Batman. And also, I just think it's important to pay attention to what's going on in film and kind of these business moves and these huge properties. And also, because we've talked so much about Ezra Miller, and they are still standing behind Ezra Miller because of this damn Flash movie that they shot two years ago. And now they are saying, we're we're trashing everything that's come before except for Ezra Miller stays. And I just think, wow, what a bizarre way to usher in this new quote unquote DC where you're going to spend upwards of billions of dollars on all these properties and you're going to kick it off with Ezra Miller. No offense to Ezra, but Ezra, you know, admittedly, they have uh, some mental issues and they also I've, I've tried to be kind when it comes to Ezra Miller, uh, because I know they do have mental issues and, and, and I have gone through my own mental health struggles. I mean, as we all have to some degree, but also they have, uh, you know, there has been alleged kidnapping. They have uh, been arrested multiple times in multiple different locations. Uh, you know, and, and now we're seeing the power of these conglomerates, these big corporations that are helping this dude helping them not serve jail time because if it was just a normal person, they would be in jail. And that is not the case with Ezra Miller. And, and, uh, you know, DC says that, uh, and Warner brothers says that Ezra Miller is com- committed to their, their mental health and they're putting their best foot forward. I, I have yet to see it, but for anybody that is working on their mental health, it's hard. And just imagine how much harder it is to have hundreds of millions of dollars and all of these jobs at stake because of you. And I think that's just so much pressure. And it's probably not the best way for anybody to work on the stuff that they need to work on. So we talk a lot about that as well. So it's all over the map. Now, the other thing I wanted to tell you guys, and I talk about this in the beginning that I thought I was going to also do a recap of tonight's Salt Lake City part two of the reunion, the finality of season four. Now we do talk a lot about Salt Lake because we were given the news that Mary Cosby is coming back as a friend of in the fourth season of Salt Lake. And we talk about our opinions on that. Um, you know, we have differing opinions, but like I, the this you know Kendrick is one of the guys he's the reason why I want to keep podcasting because you just have those damn good conversations where you're like man this is just great this is just so fun to talk and fu- so fun to talk to him and it reminds me of you know talking to friends before the pandemic now I bring this up you're like whoa Ryan you just took a hard left the reason I brought this, if you guys listen to the podcast, I talked on Monday how my one of my best friends lost his father uh, last week. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go back for the funeral next week. But he got back into town with his family uh, today. And I went over tonight after I recorded with Kendrick. And I went over and I was able to, to you know, I thought it was going to be a quick visit, but it ended up being three hours. 
And it, it was so needed for, for me. And uh, hopefully it helped him a little bit, but he's a strong dude. And, and we were just able to really talk about his dad, talk about everything that's been going on. And, uh, and then we started talking, uh, you know, about uh, how different our lives are since the pandemic. And I don't mean worse. You know, there's so many great things that have happened, not because of the pandemic, but during the pandemic. But it, it was one of those things that I was thinking of, like, I used to hang out with my friends so much more than I do now, because, you know, everybody now has kids or families or kind of went off and did their own thing. And he was talking about, which I thought was a fascinating point, that we were already kind of headed in that direction in some ways already, like these things. Like I was headed towards really not being happy at my job and wanting to start kind of getting more into podcasting and the stuff that I've always loved. And he was already starting to kind of, like he was also my concert buddy. We would go to so many concerts together and and hopefully we will in the future more, but uh, things are different. But it it was nice though, Cause I realize I haven't really lost anything. Obviously this guy is still my best friend, but I, I also, those things being around these people, you know, it always gives you such great strength to be around your friends, but in a lot of ways um, it could be a lot worse if I didn't have this podcast and you guys and conversations like I do today with Kendrick, where it like fills that kind of hole of like uh you know, ideas and passion and all of these things that make up a life, you know, is that we get to do this with this kind of stuff, you know, and hopefully you guys get something out of it too. Uh, so anyways, my basic thing is the dog ate my homework. We're not going to be doing a Salt Lake City recap tonight because listen, this interview with Kendrick is already an hour long. And I'm going to do some stories up top and that's going to be the show. It's already, a, you know, you guys, you guys have three episodes before this, just from this week alone. But what I am going to tell you is get ready for Friday because we are going to do back to back. We're going to do a Salt Lake. Look how sexy my voice just got. Do you guys feel the deepness in this voice? I'm just, I'm barely talking, but I have a feeling this is sexy. I actually don't even know what sexy is, but I feel like this is it. Um, is that on Friday, we're going to do the Salt Lake part two recap and then we're going to do a Miami recap, baby. So I'm going to show you what I fucking hate about Salt Lake and what I love about Miami. And you're going to be able to tell from one to the other. And that's going to be a blast. Probably going to be a little long. And I know some people in my life tell me not to be doing these long pods. And I get you. I feel you. And I agree with you to a degree. But Friday, we're going to rip that Band-Aid off. We're going to, we're going to go a little long. And I want you guys to prepare for it. I want you to enjoy it. The people that like long podcasts and those that don't enjoy it, remember, there are timestamps. So you can skip by uh, Salt Lake. And if you want to listen to Miami, and if you don't want to listen to Miami, you can just listen to Salt Lake. Also... Uh, up top uh, tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I will be on Up and Adam Live with my good friend Adam Newell um, on his YouTube channel. Uh, you can get that link in my Instagram stories or just look Up and Adam Live on YouTube. We will be live at 9 a.m. and I can't wait. I've been talking with him on his YouTube channel about Salt Lake all season. So it's very fitting that I come back for this one. And his... Uh, the people that watch his YouTube channel, the people that, you know, what a great audience he has. I mean, honestly, what a great audience. But remember, a lot of these episodes that we do over here are on our own YouTube channel as well. So bad it's good. So uh, make sure you sign up for that. And also reminding you again, next Thursday, do not miss our Vanderpump Rules premiere party for season 10. This really sounds, do not miss. 
No, but really sign up today, moment.co forward slash SBIG. That's going to get you a ticket. It's 10 bucks. I think a couple more dollars after that, you can stay for the after party after, which is going to be even goofier than the show, if you can believe that. But I want you guys all to be there and party and have fun. Um, I want to stress this is not a moneymaker for me. Um, I'm going to be giving the money that I get from this to other people. So it's not that. I just want to I want to do good for the company and I want to have fun with you guys. I want to give you something a little special. Um, and so come join in that. Remember, if you can't join us live, you have two weeks to watch it if you purchase it. Uh, and that's it. Okay. So those are the commercials. And I like if you like the podcast, leave it five stars. Blah, 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 blah. Let's go over a couple of pop culture stories. Now this is, uh, this is an interesting one. Well, not interesting because he already did it. So this is like a bad sequel is that Tom Brady. He, uh, do you guys know him? He's a football guy. (laughs) He, uh, he announced his retirement again today on a beach. I'm going to play you the audio from this. Listen to this, you guys. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring. Whoa. For good. Uh, you promise? I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time. So when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So yeah. uh, I won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. Yep. So I uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me. My family, my friends, my teammates my competitors uh, I could go on forever there's too many um, yeah thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream I wouldn't change a thing love you all love, love you love you all and then he did a bunch of pictures now here here's that actually was a really nice message right I think we can all agree I don't even like sports nice message um and then he wrote this thing underneath it And he wrote, I love my family. I love my teammates. I love my friends. I love my coaches. I love football. I love you all. I am truly grateful on this day. Thank you. Listen, I wrote a poem like this in the third grade, you guys. This Tom Brady, you know, great football player I hear, but not a great writer. I love my family. I love my teammates. I love my friends. Literally, this is the kind of shit they made me write in third grade of like, what can you write? Just say what you love. And you're like, I love my mommy. I love my daddy. I love my sister. I love my doggy. I love my books. And this guy is still writing at that third grade level. I think this guy has potentially been in the NFL for one season too long. The guy can barely string a poem together. I don't. Is this a poem? What is this? Is this a haiku? Okay, I'm just joking around. I know a lot of people are extre- insanely passionate about Tom Brady. And are you guys going to go see 80 for Brady? Uh, the movie about Tom Brady that these older ladies, led by Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Sally Field, uh, just an amazing cast. They're all over 80 and they're insane for Brady. And then they go to the Super Bowl. I'm fully in. I don't even like sports. Um, But here's here's the sad part of this. Or depending on how you look at it. And I was talking about this with my trainer today. We had a couple theories and I try to talk sports with my trainer just so he knows I'm a guy's guy. I'm a man. Oh, man, I think he he probably thinks I'm just such a knob because I'll talk to him. I'll just talk to him about wild shit, just trying to impress him. Um, So. You know this, you you know this Giselle, this Giselle Boonchin. Um, so that is whatever. But they 
split up over this season because he he retired and then he went back into the NFL. Like he hung out after he retired with his family for like a month and a half. And he was like, this sucks. I got to get back to the NFL. I need to get hit in the head because this sucks. And I think Giselle was like, what the fuck? We made these plans for your retirement and now you're reneging on us and the family. So really brutal. And like Pamela Anderson, who I said yesterday, how much I love that documentary. She said, I love these women that are like, listen, you made a promise to me. You broke it. I'm not staying with you. Um, so she wrote under this epic poem that Tom Brady gave us today. She wrote wishing, uh, wishing. Wishing you only wonderful things in this new chapter of your life. Oh my God. Like they literally have kids together and have been married for a long time. And she was like, I barely know you, sir. Good luck with everything. In the, It was like that thing you wrote in the yearbooks. Have a great summer. See you next fall. Even though I don't think she wants to see him next fall. But how brutal is that? Like, good luck on this next chapter in your life. XOXO. Oh my God, that would just brutalize me. But I mean, and no, you know, my, my dumbass. I'm reading this and I'm on comments by Celebs page, which I love. And I see Giselle, and my first thought is like, wow, Giselle from Potomac wrote that. That's interesting. Not because I'm dumb. And it was Giselle Boonchin. Um, but listen, man. So this is what I was talking about with my trainer. This Tom Brady doesn't seem dumb, dumb, you know? And I'm like, did he. Did he go back to the NFL just to like kind of, you know, we talk about some housewives, they'll go on the show to kind of get divorced. They'll go on the show to have the show expose their horrible relationship. Did Tom Brady go back to the NFL to force Giselle's hand and to force Giselle to divorce him because he wanted out so badly and he didn't have the balls to do it. So he was like, you know what? I will risk getting CTE and getting permanent brain damage for another season. Uh, but I just can't break up with Giselle to her face. So I need to go back to the NFL. I mean, like, listen, like he didn't even make the Super Bowl. He went back didn't make the playoffs, right? His team. And I mean, think about that. This all happened in one season. Just that desire, that passion to play. I mean, that blows me away. That's this like football itself doesn't really blow me away, but that kind of psychology blows me away. That's the shit where I'm like, get Andy and a camera over there now. Um, okay. So that happened today. I thought that was fascinating. Um, I will say really briefly too, about the Salt Lake city, the, the part two just enraged me as much as part one. I think Heather Gay is potentially psychotic at this point. Allegedly. We'll go more into that on Friday. There's a bunch of examples, but I just don't, I, this boo hoo, woe is me. Like I'm a feeling person. I truly am. But this stuff is just and then I read some tweet that I was like, is this a joke tweet of like saying Meredith and Heather served at the reunion? Served what? Jen Shaw's agenda? What are you fucking taught? They carried, carried what? All of like Jen Shaw's baggage? What are you talking about? They carried. I thought that was one of the more awkward Meredith Marks episodes ever. And I'm even including the stuff with Mary Cosby. There is definitely was a shift with both of these ladies and how they um, handled Jen Shaw. And you can say a lot of the reasons will go into the reasons why Meredith says she changed her opinion on Friday, but it just doesn't still add up to me. I'll let it go. And we talk about Mary Cosby coming back with Kendrick here in a second. Um, so it'll be very interesting. Also, did you guys like um, uh, Milf Manners, Kelly, 
Kelly Mortensen. And you know what's so funny? Somebody else from, else from MILF Manor um, DM'd me. And they're like, hey, what's going on? How about me on the show? I was like, I was like, now I've got these other MILF Manor ladies, cast members into my DMs. And I'm like, look at this. Who would have predicted? Oh, I guess this is kind of breaking news, but kind of not. Because, uh, listen, I don't know how to tell you guys this. I think Tom Girardi might be a bad guy. I think there might be some impropri- <laughs> impropriety going on. Because, uh, anyways, he was indicted today. And you're like, wait, I thought we indicted him a couple of years. No, it's just been rolling. Like, there's just charges and charges and charges. But also his son-in-law, David Lira, um, got uh, got indicted as well, who is married to Tom Girardi's uh, daughter. And, uh, you know, he, of course, is allegedly suffering from Alzheimer's. So... He will not see any jail time, even though this does carry a heavy, heavy, heavy penalty. Uh, they caught up with Erica Jane at the Burbank Town Center, which I know very well, the mall. Um, I will say this, too, and just off topic, and I still have to read that uh, one of my listeners DMs about Ozempic because I thought it was just such a great thing that she said. Um but I said I made this post today because I made a funny post of what about a g- ultimate girls trip where all these ladies compete for a lifelong supply of Ozempic. And it was a joke. But I do want to say, isn't it just odd that in the last year alone, we've had more celebrity weight loss than I would say in the 10 years before that? Everybody is all of a sudden getting this gaunt look again. And I know they're working out and eating right and blah, blah, blah. But come on, guys. Isn't it weird? Like, I'm looking at this photo of Erica Jane right now at the Burbank Town Center, and even she is starting to look gaunt. And Erica is a beefy woman. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, that is like a voluptuous. Like, I do. I, 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 okay, now I'm, I, I personally love. God, now I sound like a fucking. I love curves and things like that, you know? I don't love this gaunt look at all. Not that anybody's trying to impress me. It's just. Now I'm just digging a hole deeper. Anyways. Erica Jane was uh, spotted at Burbank Town Center and whoever, whoever was there talked to her and said, I have something to say, but not right now. You'll hear from me soon. I'm not worrying about myself. I'm Erica Jane. I'm getting dick. Um, so I guess we'll hear very soon from whatever Erica wants to say this time. Um, so... I don't know. You'll hear from me soon. It always feels like threats. Like, what, Erica, are you going to take a page out on Jen Shaw's website? This is Erica's corner where I talk about my feelings. Um, anyways, I don't really care about the Like, I already know Tom, uh, Tom Girardi's a criminal. I don't really think too highly of Erica Jane. I think the most surprising thing here when I was reading this was looking at these pictures, and I'm saying she looks gaunt. Like, compare these photos to Erica Jane from six months ago. And you could say, oh, it's stress, but she's been under more stress, I would imagine, the year and a half prior to this. You know, when she'd been like, I woke up with Taco Bell rappers strewn all over my neck and body. Mikey had to get all of it up and put a vacuum cleaner all over my boobs to get all those beans and cheese off. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, but anyways, that happened. Listen, I mean... I really don't know. It's just, yeah, he's a really bad criminal. No shock there anymore. I guess we'll just find out how much more of a criminal he is and how other, how many other people 
get taken down because of him. So that is yet to be determined. Um, yeah, that's it, you guys. Let's just get on to the show because we have an amazing guest. I got to tell you, I talk about him a lot in the opening, but I think this guy is just top notch. Uh, you know the podcast, and if you don't, you got to listen to it. This guy is awesome. Um, the podcast is Reality and Comics 2, and it's just a perfect blend, in my opinion. Uh, also, at the very beginning, I call him Kendrick uh, Turner, I think, when his actual name is Kendrick Tucker. And the sad thing was, you guys, he has a background with his name, and I was like, yeah, Reality and Comics 2, here he is, Kendrick Turner. When I was literally reading his name, and that just shows you how frazzled I am lately. But regardless, this is just a great conversation. I know you are going to love it and love him. So here we go. I will talk to you on Friday for a big old solo recap. Solo recap with your big dude, Bailey. Ryan Bailey. Go get your tickets for the Vanderpump Rules premiere party, you guys. And I'll talk to you Friday. Here he is. You guys, uh, I, I'm so excited to talk to our next guest, so much so that I just talked to him for an hour uh, before this, because I'm on his show on Monday, and I just had one of the best conversations I've had in forever. I've had some really good conversations, but I had a blast. I was just texting with my friend going like, oh my God, I just, I really, I just went off. And of course, he chose me to start Black History Month on his show, which I think is just <laughs> such a great choice. Uh, for me uh, to do that. I think, I think it's an obvious choice, but nonetheless, I enjoyed myself. So on Monday, I'm going to have you guys go listen to this because I'm telling you, we go through it in terms mm -hmm. of Bravo. We unleash our furies. And so this is going to be a conversation where we're going to talk a little Salt Lake, talk, you know, what he's watching, stuff like that. But we're also going to talk about something about DC Comics and Warner Brothers. And you're like, Ryan, I don't even like comics. You don't have to like comics to need, to be able to appreciate what we're going to talk about because they announced a whole new slate of films. They're basically saying what we've done in the past sucks and we are now giving it over to these two men. And they presented, they did a presentation with their whole new slate of films for the next eight to 10 years. And it's uh -huh. really wild when something doesn't work that could make money and how much gets invested in these things. We see this with Bravo as well. So I think it's a really, it's something that we do need to talk about. And you know, I love streaming. I love movies. I love comics. And so does our guest. You know him from the hit show, which by the way, is now signed with iHeartRadio and Cloud 10. Uh, you know, his name is Kendrick T Turner, but the, the show is called Reality and Comics 2. So welcome back, Kendrick Turner. What's up, dude? Kendrick Tucker. <laughs> ah! and by the way, guys, I'm, re I'm literally, this is how this is how messed up I am. I'm reading his last name right behind him on the video screen, and my mind transcribed it to Turner. I'm it's okay. losing. I'm losing. No, no, I'm losing. I'm losing my mind lately. The audience can attest to that. Uh, okay, so Bendrick Burner is with us today, and Bendrick is going to. Uh, what's up, dude? By the way, I just yelled and screamed on your podcast for an hour. So it was amazing. I, I thank you for doing. Oh no, really? I mean, I was. There are certain things that really get me juiced up for like doing this. And that was so mm -hmm. much fun. I can't wait yes. for you guys to hear it. Um, so a little bit about you, uh, just to remind people, tell me about your show, Reality and Comics too, because you really are a blend. And we were talking about that at the end of your show about, mm -hmm. I think that's it, you know, is that we love all of us love so much, even, you know, the listeners out there, we, we love even more than just Bravo. So it's really cool. Tell, tell me what, how would you describe your show? 
May, you know what? I've kind of taken on the moniker. If you can't tell, I'm a comic book fan. I've kind of taken on the monikers like the boyfriend and girlfriend's podcast in a way. Because like so many people reach out to me and say that like I started listening for the Bravo stuff. Yeah. But now I can talk to like my kids and someone else about comics because I listen to you. And so like I it's a place where you come and you can like. I, I talk, I watch everything, first of all. Like, it doesn't matter, I watch it. Whatever you think it is, I watch it. So, like, I'm obsessed with Marvel. I'm obsessed with, like, all things HBO. I watch all the Netflix crap. I watch Hulu. I watch everything. So, my bread and butter, of course, is I like love reality TV. So, I talk Housewives. I talk Bachelor. I talk Love. I love me some Love Island. Don't play. I'm a I'm an Ekin <laughs> Seuss slut. So Which, I, by I the way, you guys, Ekin. new season, he pointed this out to me, is now on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Like, I was saying, like, you might want to get a VPN, but now you don't have to because it took two weeks. Now, the overseas show has started on hulu so yep. you can dip your toe in the love island water and we're both huge fans of love island yes always make sure i always tell people if you're going to watch on hulu like i do you got to kind of block out some of the stuff on social media because it it's always trending when it's on so you will get something ruined for you fast so make sure you block it out just watch the show talk to your friends about it don't don't let them over there ruin it for you ruining the surprises because somebody that you're rooting for to go home just might be going home and it might get ruined for you so just stick to it but i love everything over there. i talk all things i love bringing people on to talk bravo to talk marvel to talk anything I'll, i'll talk about anything I, I think I, I know that, but like explain to people why you got into podcasting. How long has it been now? And, and wh- what got you started? Um, so I had wanted to been do, I wanted to do it for God knows how long. Cause I'm just like, I, I got into like the, the true crime era. Cause like I was watching like stuff on TV and I'm like, okay, this isn't enough. Like when I go to the park, I need to be able to listen to something about me getting murdered in the park. So like I found podcasts, <laughs> I found all kinds of podcasts. Wait, and stuff. I need to feel danger. I need to feel yes. danger and that I possibly could be murdered listening to this podcast. Absolutely. If you, you haven't felt fear until you've listened about like somebody in your exact scenario being murdered. It's like, Oh God, this is haunting. So like I was finding like, you know, that stuff. And so I was like, I got into that stuff, but for some reason I didn't make the connection that like, people talked about anything in podcasts. Like I always thought yeah. it was just like certain like genres and stuff. It's so, like, I didn't know there was this big like reality TV base out there. So I was like, you know what? I've constantly been saying, I'm going to try this. And then boom, the world upended in 2020. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do my research. I'm going to get a good microphone. I'm going to, you know, <laughs> tell Xfinity to stop cutting out every other day. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And so I ended up. Wait, Kendrick, going wait, wait, Kendrick, what do you mean? What do you mean by world upturn? Do you mean just a bad Roni season? What do you mean? What happened in 2020? <laughs> that too. But, you know, <laughs> you know, we yeah, by all the way, started working the pandemic. <laughs> by the way, this is how we really should take the pandemic seriously, because if this happens again, we we're going to have another thousand new podcasts. So we really got to yeah. make sure we wash our hands. We be careful because we're <laughs> on the verge of having way too many podcasts without another pandemic. Oh my God. Um, We literally, it's so crazy because I feel like I've seen, so I've made so many friends in this space, but then like, they've just gone away. They're like, yeah, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm like, no, where'd you go? Where are you? I started. Get back here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, by the way, we're the, we're the Island. We're the, the Island of misfit toys where we, you know, like I always say like, listen, this is it for me. Like I, I, I'll go down with this ship. Like this, Mm -hmm. I mean, I will, uh, you know, it's like the, the music people on the Titanic just playing until the ship goes down. Like that's, that's, uh, I don't have, 
no other plan at this this uh, point in place. Um, so you just cover everything. You love everything, which I think is mm-hmm. also awesome um, because you got to love it to a degree to be able to talk about it and to be able to give mm-hmm. your opinions. We talk on his show on Monday a lot about what we're disliking with reality shows right now and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think we had a really amazing conversation that I'm not going to dip too much into because it's over there in in all its glory. But I will, uh, you know, we were talking about a lot about Salt Lake um, and yes. tonight. And by the way, right after this, you guys, I'm going to do a recap of the second part and final part of the Salt Lake reunion. Thank God. <laughs> we were talking about Mary Cosby possibly coming back to the show. And then we yes. got done with that. You went to walk your dog. And all of a sudden I open up the old uh, Instagram and Mary Cosby has been hired back to the show as a friend of. Now, what do you think about this? Because I had said on your show that I was like, listen, that's great if she comes back, but it doesn't really fix the fundamental flaws of this show so far, thus far. But what do yes. you feel? I think they're headed in the right direction. It, people that listen to me know for some reason, I found Mary Cosby to be one of the funniest people on TV. I don't know what it Agreed. was, but her, she was just hilarious in every aspect, especially season two. You could tell that season one, she was supposed to be a friend of, and then they kind of shoehorned her into the show because yeah, she really didn't have scenes with They like people. had her show up. They kind of yeah. had her show up, but people wouldn't talk to her. It was yeah. Like, and like I said, she she was kind of like Kyle Cook, where she was like doing monologues to herself in her closet, or you know, she would talk mm-hmm. to the mannequin heads in season two. And I was like, but by the way, still very entertaining talking to the mannequin heads absolutely i'm I'm of the mind that i'm so happy that she's coming back i don't think it fixes the problem entirely though because they man they've got a it concerns me that they're about to start filming the new season in a couple of weeks two weeks that that's insane to me like you you could not have solved this problem because i mean let's he's a whole criminal but jen shaw was a huge part of this show that's a big void to fill you've really got to like kind of figure out where you're going to go and who you're going to get my personal opinion and this might be crazy as hell but season one we found out that like Heather and Lisa had friends in common that like would go between to tell rumors about each other. Get one of those friends on the show. Like, I want to know why you thought Heather was a good time girl. I want to know what you think about a blow jobs for jazz tickets. Like get this girl on the show immediately. Guys, you didn't like, that's what pissed me off about the third season is that you didn't dive into any of the shit you set up. You can't just drop blow job for jazz tickets and then just (laughs) drop it. Like I I just don't understand in any reality. I don't care what Jen Shaw did. That has nothing to do with blow job for jazz tickets. And I'm like, (laughs) why are we not mining this? You like you, you set off a bomb and then you just forget about it. Well, I got to ask you now, because if you had to, you know, suppose we go down with the ship, we're on the Titanic, we can't do podcasting anymore. Now you have to work for a nonprofit. Are you working for blowjobs for charities or are you working for homeless, not toothless? I'm huge into teeth. I'm going to do the two because like homeless, not toothless. You get to meet celebrities. You get a, you know, like you're in the, you get to go backyard dinners where, uh, well now Rena won't be screaming anymore. Uh, at Sutton, (laughs) but like, listen, I want to see Melissa Etheridge scared of a bunch of Beverly Hills ladies singing, you know, come to my window. (laughs) I think I got to go homeless, not toothless, even though blowjob for jazz tickets is done so much amazing work for so many people (laughs) that have needed blowjobs. Exactly. Uh, no, yeah, no, I think. Well, this is the thought that just occurred to me is Jen Shaw goes into prison February 16th, right? Yes. So they're starting to film, I believe, February 15th. Would you want to see Jen Shaw go into prison? 
Oh, I had not thought about that, but you know what? I put it on there. Give her that one check, send it to the victims. But also it's kind of like the reverse Teresa Giudici, where we saw her coming home from prison. And so, like, let's send somebody off. We haven't done that in reality TV yet. Let's let's send somebody off to jail. Then we'll do another check-in in six and a half years. See how it goes. I'm here for I it. disagree. I, I disagree <laughs> with you. I don't want I want her story done. I don't want yeah. I feel tying yourself to Jen Shaw is like tying yourself to the Titanic. You need yeah. to cut ties. I don't want to see her go in. I don't and also, especially after the shit she pulled with dearjenshaw.com, not oh, giving God. the interview to Andy. I take that kind of stuff really personal because I'm like, how dare <laughs> you? Like, this is one of the only places that is willing to pay you money, and you're going to act now that like also it's what we talked about on your show that comes out Monday, you guys, is that I I want to spend my time watching things that are pseudo real. And then yeah. Jen and all the court documents says how fake these shows are. She's just playing a character. Then I don't want you here. I don't want you to have to put on a performance. Mm-hmm. I want to see people that are willing to be themselves on these shows. And I feel like that Salt Lake has gotten so far from that. I mean, yeah. I almost wanted Mary Cosby to come back for the reunion not even having been on the season this far, she just watches the episodes and comes in and goes, you're annoying, you're this, you're that. Like, I would have loved her just to critique the ladies that were there, you know? Absolutely. I'm I'm still sad that we never got that, uh, what is it, Talking to Mary Cosby podcast or whatever the hell it was called. Like, I was waiting for that shit every week. We never Wait. got it. Oh, I listened to one episode. She wasn't even in it. Like she, gets, I think the guy kept going like, yeah, Mary's going to be here in a second. And I was like, I listened to it. Like, I, then I started fast forwarding and it was like an hour and 15 minutes and they had all these music breaks. And I was like, what is going on here? But Mary Cosby mm-hmm. is an enigma wrapped in a riddle that I don't think, but I will say also, <laughs> I hope Mary really thought this out. I hope her grandfather, husband really thought this out because- <laughs> When you do these shows, you shine a light on everything that you do, Uh business and elsewhere. And so just think about what we were talking about when Mary Cosby was on the show. And just remember, we don't know what's happened since. And I just, with the Jen Shaw of it all, the Erica Jane of it all, I hope that they have thought that through. And I hope Bravo did too. Like, I hope Bravo thought that through as well. That that's always, and you know what? Now it's not it's not even people that uh that necessarily like have any allegations against them too. Now just when I see people on Housewives that are too rich, I'm just like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, What's dude, going on? <laughs> I want to give one example right now, but I think I might be interviewing them, so I don't want to say it yet. But like there's a couple examples where now I get really nervous because. Don't you remember watching Beverly Hills with Tom Girardi and being like, wow, I didn't know lawyers made that much. Like I knew they were really, but like, I didn't know that much. And Mm -hmm. I remember getting a little kind of like, and then it's always those things that you have like that voice in your head and you're like, well, I'll just push that aside. That doesn't really matter. And same thing with Jen Shaw and her business. When she started describing what she did, I was like, that doesn't, that sounds weird. And then all of a sudden I would focus on Mary Cosby being weird and would take away from whatever she said. But it's exactly. like, you got to listen to those little voices, you know? Exactly. And I'll, I'll give you one example that I have right now, but I'll only give it to you. I don't even know if this is the person you might have on, but I'll give you this person solely because I don't think it anymore. So initially I was a little nervous for Dr. Nicole in Miami. And it was because, oh gosh, your <laughs> I was a little nervous just because I was like, Holy shit, they're loaded. Like whenever someone pops up with a private plane, Anthony has like, a Anthony has a picture of himself on the side of the plane that he owns. Yes. It's like it, it's the opulence is just so much. But then when she pulled out that Amex card, I'm like, okay, 
you got to do some background checks and stuff with that. So um, well, now is that I'm true? Some, is that yeah, true? We, the uh, American Express black card they have to. But I can guarantee you, Tom mm-hmm. Girardi had an American Express black card, don't you think? Oh, I want see. They said like. See, I don't want. Like, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I think Doctor. I think everything's on the up and up. I'm very. Ex- <laughs> I. I think Doctor Nicole's amazing. I think everybody's amazing. And mm-hmm. but I, I. Yes. Uh, yep. I'm just going to enjoy this season of Miami, which you, by the way, you said you're enjoying just as much as I am. Oh yes. I I'm loving everything. Miami. I think, I don't think there's one weak link and I love a cat. Normally a cast this big. I don't necessarily like, cause that really means that you need those people in order for the show to function. But you know, I'm, I'm always impressed when like a, just a solid six person cast can like deliver the hell out of a show. But all nine of these people, they're so good because literally like three of them won't appear in the episode. And it's still a fantastic episode because no matter what the relationship, like who would who in the world would have guessed that Kiki and Julie of all people were beefing this season? Like, where the hell did that come from? So it's always it's just you never know who's going to be fighting with who you pick at this one out of a hat and this one hates this one. You're fighting in front of therapists. It's just all good stuff. I'm having I'm having a great time in Miami. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I mean, I I hate sports, but I hear with sports, (laughs) though, is that like that's when you know you have a good team is when you can kick it out to anybody and they're going to run with that ball and you know they're going to run with that football or basketball or whatever ball they're going (laughs) to run with it. And I think that Miami right now, I could watch any of those ladies and be entertained. And that's Mm -hmm. always just a sign of a damn good show. Even Larza, which, by the way, what do you think about Larza dating Michael Jordan's son? Oh, it is. Uh, By the way, we haven't seen on the show. We haven't seen on Miami yet, but I'm no. excited to potentially see him because they're officially dating now. I th- and you know what? I think he popped up on Watch What Happens Live with her, didn't he? Wasn't she? Yes, on he was Watch in the what- audience. He was in the yeah. audience. He was in. Ooh. But they were still quote unquote friends at that time. Now they're officially dating. Oh God, they. I. It, it's so I, I hate comments like about age. See, 
when I talk about like age difference and stuff, it's a difference to me, like for my, in my opinion, after 25, all bets are off, date whoever, you know, whatever. But like sometimes where it gets kind of creepy for me is that like, if you knew that person when they were a kid, it's like, oh, that's, that's a little weird. I don't know. It's, it makes me a little icky, but I mean, they're both consenting well, adults so now. She, so. had, she <laughs> had to have been at practice with Michael Jordan's kids at a certain right. point. There's it's, no way. There's yeah. no way she doesn't know that kid from when he was an actual kid. It's hard to like, I don't know, to me at least, it seems hard to just like form this attraction to someone that you've seen like have an asthma attack after basketball practice or was eating a lunchable or so like how do you i don't understand <laughs> that it's like no we it's a little creepy this is so like I'm a mess not to think <laughs> and listen i love love but this is like a messed up version of the notebook or so i mean like i yeah. love that lars is like i finally found my man he just happens to be michael jordan's son and my ex-husband used to be scotty pippen and they have like i mean that to me is just what a way to get under somebody's skin in like a really new inventive horrific way like it's this like is like a 824 horror film it's like can you imagine like something yes. feeling worse than like you're a successful basketball player and then you date your guy that you like you know like a duo with you're dating their son oh man i'm not saying scotty didn't do something anything wrong in the relationship i just think it's that's next level to me yeah that that i i, I couldn't you know like if we had some worked out like financially I, there might be some like Michael Darby, no, stop dating Luke type shit. It's like, because in my opinion, which is, I'm so off base now, but in my opinion, I genuinely think that like Ashley and Mike and Luke never stopped talking, but Michael Darby got like so involved that it was like, okay, we need to make this publicly go away. We can still chat, but like Michael Darby is grown. And I feel like Scotty Pippen wants to be there, but he's like, you know what? what the fuck ever now like what whatever like you how do you stop that how do you even i don't know I, that would be the first thing i think about when i woke up in the morning like uh what are you doing <laughs> michael michael darby and the luke thing. i always just like you know it's like he's you know we always make fun of michael darby it's like being like a golem type figure and it's like you know i just love that he was still like give me that nuva ring ashley i need to have, i am the one precious yeah do you have any dick pics of luke <laughs> you know um okay so uh back to salt lake and we quit wrap up with that real quick what do you think about heather this season uh, and will you be reading uh, Bad Mormon, her book that comes out pretty soon? Oh, OK. So I won't be simply because <laughs> I, I don't want to, but yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty straightforward answer. But no, I'm OK. I, I'm about to lose some of y'all here, but I'm in the minority that I kind of like heather's villain era like i feel like they needed somebody to be like kind of polarizing this season and i like that she lost me like she lost everybody else with this black eye thing though but up until that point when they were like the constant uh like dinner parties were i mean it was riveting tv to me like the constant argument at the luau the the marilyn monroe dinner i was like this is great tv like i'm glad that heather is i don't know what role she's playing right now but she's fitting it well but then well, when we got I don't to the point where call it villain though, I think it's late. Like right. villain. I mean, if anything, she's a lazy villain. She's a villain that it doesn't yeah. work. I mean, she's a villain that I don't think her move, her moves are so heavy handed and sloppy. And mm -hmm. I, I mean, maybe she'll grow into it, but to me, it was kind of like, really? And then I don't know. It just like, I've seen people like, and I hate to even give Rinna a compliment, but Rinna can <laughs> villain, Rinna can, Rinna's like, can be a villain or knows how to be a villain. 
Um, but Heather, to me, I was just like, well, if this is a villain, this is really one of the lazier villains I've ever seen on TV. And I watched Salt Lake out of, I thought, wow, what a bizarre show. I was like, this is yeah. truly a bizarre season. And so I enjoyed it up until the eye stuff. And then I kind of was like, Same. wow. And then it was like, we wouldn't, we really weren't talking about Jen and the way that it deserved to be talked about. Yeah. Uh, it made, like I said, always, it made the Beverly Hills ladies look like private detectives and how they dealt with Erica comparatively, <laughs> you know, it was like, wow, they really, they really grilled Erica compared to this. Right. It's so like, I, I literally, so like the first couple of episodes bored me to tears. I was barely paying attention. But once they got to like the trip where like, you know, the, uh, you lost me, bitch, like that whole stuff. And yeah, then like you, the stuff going through, <laughs> like that stuff. I, I like Heather <laughs> manhandling Whitney. She'd be like, <laughs> you lost me. You lost Heather Gay. And like, she would like, and she would obviously be drunk and she would just move Whitney like a, a Lego thing. She would be like, Rah! it was like when Hulk would Hulk out and it was just yes. funny. It was just really funny. It was perfect. Every time I, I loved all of that. The black eye stuff lost the hell out of me too. So she'll definitely need to rebound next season. But this reunion performance for her so far, I don't know what the hell is going on because she's like, no, I wanted an investigation. No, I'm too embarrassed for an investigation. No, I was drunk. No, I wasn't drunk. I don't, I'm like, okay, but, this but is we a already know Heather, Heather, Heather plays shit her way. Like we even saw it in the scenes from like the, the San Diego episode of like, Hey Jen, if you want him to stop talking about you, just throw it my way with the black guy. And then she was like right. doing that weird slapping on the ass motion, which I thought was so gross. Like I was like, <laughs> this is wild. And, mm -hmm. uh, I just, I mean, like to me now we've hit a point with Heather where it's like, I hope the production sits her down and go, Hey, got, you know, we got it. Okay. Let us do yeah. the show. And all you need to do is show up and be you, but we mm -hmm. got it. Like, don't like, don't try to plot things. Don't try to like tell people to talk. Like we got it. We got it, Heather. Like, you Let know, just ask chill you. out a little bit. Do you think that um this investigation getting launched is going to play against her next season? Like, do you think that their like production is like secretly pissed off? They're like, okay, we just have to like literally investigate our own people because you're uh, lying, I think, saying that you know all this stuff. I'm sure production. I'm sure the production isn't really psyched about Heather in a mm -hmm. lot of ways, but I think you know, listen, they they're there to do a job. End of the day, I don't. I think they'll be able to get past it. I just think. um, I just think people will be more hesitant uh, around Heather, maybe. Yeah. Um, and Heather has a book to sell. Um, there's a lot. I mean, I, I think it's unfortunate. Not unfortunate. Well, I mean, it is unfortunate for her that I think a lot of people just really dislike Heather all of a sudden. Um, oh. But I think that's what happens when you kind of, you know, act like a real person for the first two seasons. And then the third season, you completely change courses. And I just... I think the blind following of Jen Shaw, it's like property of Jen Shaw is like mm -hmm. Heather Gay's motto. And I think that's kind of like, well, I don't know if I'm super interested in like anything that you say at this point, you know, like I, I'll be curious. Like I'm not. And also this, that bullshit, like you said about the reunion of her going, uh, I was ashamed. I have a lot of Mormon shame. I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. Because you have Mormon shame. And that's why you didn't tell us about the black eye, but you have no problem being on film, jamming your tits up against Jen Shaw's tits right. and like filming that. And like, that's fine. That's no shame there, but this black eye, <laughs> I can't, it's too far. You guys, it's too much. And I'm like, God. the black eye, if anything would be like, yeah, like tell us about that. That's not shameful. We all get drunk. 
And we all do stupid things if you fell mm-hmm. into a sink or whatever. The <laughs> shit that I would not want on TV is the bumping uglies with like, like literally holding Jen Shaw on like, and just thrusting on her. That's the stuff that I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe this would be weird for my kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I didn't buy that. Cause I'm like, okay, but that's cool. But that's not, that's the kind of stuff that confuses me. And it shows me she's continuing on with this bullshit narrative of trying to cherry pick what she gives us just kind of like Robin Dixon did this week. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> and it's been so our timelines have been in shambles this week because of this Robin Dixon thing. And I I'm I, like I've been like out of it because you know people want to beat me up. They call me the third green eyed bandit. So I've been getting beat up left and right just because like I've yeah, been by the way, my, my business. Our, our friend Samaj, Samaj is a green eyed bandit too. And like listen, yes. I, you guys, you guys should feel shame. Shame has been <laughs> ushered into your house this week. Because what do you feel about these reality shows? And then I don't care if you're a fan of her. Do you think this was like the proper way to go about things? I mean, do you kind of like, go girl, give us no storyline and then wait until a podcast. Um, So I feel a lot of ways about a lot of the stuff I'm seeing online. So that absolutely should have been on camera because you're, you know, you're on a reality show. I get her saying that because I think the problem with Potomac is they are formulaic now because you know that you show up, you expect people to bring certain shit up about you because everyone in the off season goes and tries to dig up as much dirt. They bring any DM, like it can be a, a random account with one follower, one following. And then they take that as like, Holy grail. They'll take it and throw against someone, all this stuff. And so I get the mindset of, I was waiting for somebody to bring it up, but also it's something that if this was really like, okay, if y'all had worked through it in that short amount of time between season six and seven, then fine. But it's hard to believe that it wouldn't come up naturally at some point. Like there's got to be like some awkwardness in the house. It's about something or there's got to be something you say you've worked through the house that Bravo built. The yeah. house Bravo built. And by the way, yes. I, you've lost me as an embellished hat customer, Robin. I'm done. <laughs> no more embellished hats for me. But it's, what it's do you like crazy. about Rob? I guess why, why are you a green eyed bandit stand? And by the way, for oh, you so, guys that don't know, green eyed bandits are uh, Giselle and Robin. Yeah. So I've uh, I've always liked them the most on Potomac simply because I feel like one they So one of the things I like about Housewives are Housewives that don't do too much on social media and they just like do their crap on the show. And I kind of like that because some people it takes me out of it when I'm watching a show and all during the week, someone's talking about the show and this and that. And then, you know, this person, this, and she, and I'm like, Oh God, this is, it makes me not want to watch the show. So I like people that do their job and go home. And I feel like they do that a lot. And I feel like they are two of the messiest people on TV. And anyone that knows me, I always tell people, if you start to like the housewives that I like, it's probably a problem. So you need to kind of reevaluate <laughs> yourself because I tend to like yeah. the messy people, the ones that start a lot of shit. Like that's just the, you know, my brand of ridiculousness. So I do like them. Plus they, they invited me on their podcast once. So like, I'm like, I'm forever indebted in y'all for being. Wow. Nice. So you're, you're like, big, <laughs> you're like big pharma, but like big, green I'm paid bot. You're, in, you're paid, you're bought by big uh, green eyed bandit. Well, isn't it funny though? I was saying this to the audience yesterday's show. I said, isn't it funny that uh, also, if you think back, Giselle kind of did a very similar thing a couple seasons ago with the, uh, uh, the uh, Jamal, 
is that that was all kind yeah. of a shady like was that a lie them getting back together he was mm-hmm. obviously with other women you know you had jamal going on i'm like i got receipts myself I, got, yeah. I was doing that whole thing and i was like but then again like that was a wild night truth <laughs> we didn't get the real truth from giselle that season either and even karen called her on that as well so i think it's very funny that these two women they really can dish it out but they certainly do not want to share uh, real moments or their their L's, their losses, if if you will, you know? And I'll even, I'll take it a step further. I actually think that, honestly, the core four <laughs> is, is sometimes a little tricky, the the Robin, Giselle, Ashley, Karen of it all. Because if you, you know, for all of us that have been watching Potomac since the beginning, we all know Karen does not tell the truth about most things, but we just kind of laugh it off when we go along with it. Ashley tells the truth mostly because she has to because her stuff is constantly getting brought out like you know the daily sun oh michael's naked in another hotel room we've got to talk about it so her (laughs) she has no choice but to talk about her truth so it is it does sometimes make you wonder like how do we get back to like where these shows began like oh god don't go back to the etiquette season like nobody wants to talk about etiquette but like how do we get back to like the root of you know everyone being their most authentic selves on camera and nowadays we talk about on my podcast we don't even know if that's possible anymore with new cast members or old i think it's gone it's gone too far i mean like i i really am curious to see what if anything gets instituted and changed. But at the end of the day, we're so obsessed with these things, but I always wonder if the people remember NBC universal and all that stuff at the end of the day, that this is just a paycheck for them too. This is just product to put commercials on top of Mm -hmm. and to get paid. So it's not like NBC universal is like, how can we make this the best season ever? They're like, how can we sell advertisements on the, how can we sell uh, Shannon, Shannon Bedore and post, uh, whatever postage company she does commercials for, like, right. those are the things, like, how can we integrate these products? So anyway, okay. So we already went so far on this. We need to get to the DC of it all. And I want to yes. once again, say we're, don't be scared. We're going to talk some nerdy comic books, superheroes, but we're also talking about the business, which I think everybody should pay attention to because mm-hmm. with the, invention of streaming and even with bravo you know airing a lot of their shows on peacock exclusively and you know what they call a slate which is what they have uh, to offer the audience in the next year so basically what was happening is that warner brothers is doing the same thing they own the rights uh-huh. to dc now marvel has been kicking ass since iron man and yep. everything has just come together even though sometimes now i feel like Holy shit, they're so deep into this. You gotta know, you gotta know multiverses, you gotta know all of these. You know, we did one, we did the infinity, like the rings and all that Mm -hmm. shit. Now we're gonna do we're starting a new phase with Quantumania and Ant-Man, which is gonna Mm -hmm. introduce Kang. Which Jen Shaw is gonna miss. By one day, god damn it, Jen. If you could only well, just by the way, held off to dude, the 17th. People, <laughs> people were messaging me, and I don't think it's in Jen Shaw's prison, but people were like, Yeah, my cousin's in prison and he gets to watch Vanderpump rules in there. And I'm like, What? Oh. <laughs> and then this one prison, you can buy uh iPads through them. And like, and I was like, wait a sec, what is going what? on? Oh, dude, I was like, oh, it was so frustrating. And um, but good for them. So, anyways. they by the way marvel really hasn't made too many missteps in fact i mean they keep getting bigger which i think is the more complicated thing to do yeah dc has never been able to really 
have a cohesive group of movies or a universe. They no. tried to do it with Zack Snyder, who uh, did the Batman versus Superman Justice League, which got cut up to shit. And then HBO released a four and a half hour Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, which was yeah. better. Um, yeah. But, you know, and then, then this Flash movie with Ezra Miller has gone through so many iterations God. and Ezra Miller, uh, they have been so problematic uh -huh. in terms of their personal lives and this Flash movie, they're banking on to reset the entire DC universe from this announcement. So, Kendrick, will you explain who they gave the, the keys to DC? Because they're starting pretty much from scratch in a lot of ways. But who did they mm -hmm. give the keys to the kingdom to? So I always forget the other guy's name. I think it's Peter. Is it Peter Saffron? Peter Saffron. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. But. The one you guys need to know, because obviously you probably if you watch the DC movies and you probably watch Marvel stuff, too. The other guy who's really kind of taking charge is uh, he's a co-head or co, you know, Kevin Feige, as we call him. Uh, it's James Gunn. So he's the guy that did this. If you don't know, most of the like offshoot one off movies in DC mostly they're they're pretty great. It's the ones that are in the DC. They're like they're connected universe that are all just a mess so like the batman fantastic the suicide squad great movie like you have these one-off stuff but they need to read you know they have to, they're trying to build a connected universe because obviously marvel has kind of laid down the groundwork that's the success plan that's what all these people want to do that's why you have like the boys on amazon now they've got a spinoff coming and it's going to be a whole thing they've got well, the animation now universe Mm -hmm. It even goes over to Bravo. Think about that. Like extended yeah. universe just means like winter house. It's a mixture of Southern charm and summer house. Like, you mm -hmm. know, they you know, even Bravo is girls dipping their toes <laughs> into a, you know, to a, yeah, exactly. Ultimate mm -hmm. girls trip. So they have their own like Bravo universe. So these things, and by the way, don't get it twisted of like some art and stuff. Like we want to believe it's art, but at the end of the day, this is a huge way to make money. They invested yes. a lot of money. And they've blown it because a lot of things mm -hmm. just didn't add up. So James Gunn, who did the Guardians of the Galaxy and Suicide mm -hmm. Squad uh, for DC, he's, uh, you know, he's and he's a lover of comic books. They hand it to these yes. two guys and they've been working on it for a couple of months. And then this week, James Gunn finally did his presentation yes. of their first uh, like phase one, I guess you would call it. It's called mm -hmm. Gods and Monsters is what they're kind of titling this this phase of it. And by the way, don't you think it's funny that like, I'm like, what if one of these bombs is like Warner brothers going to be like, peace, like you can't complain, right. you know, like, <laughs> like are they going to stick by if these things start bombing immediately? Right. That's the big question. Cause obviously, you know, you're, people will go see the Superman movie, you know, regardless, that probably won't be a word of mouth thing. So they'll go see Superman just cause that's probably the most known you know, superhero of all time. So they'll see it. But some of this other stuff they're banking on, I'm like, woof, y'all are y'all are kind of risking it because we knew Captain America, we knew Thor, we knew the Hulk, we knew Iron Man. Yeah. But man, y'all are kind of risking it with some of these people. Like, okay, well, I give you mm -hmm. well, yeah, I was saying like what you're saying, like some of these that James Gunn is putting in this first iteration is really obscure comic book characters that i was not even aware of yeah so they're part of this overall plan you guys but like you said mm -hmm. superman superman legacy is what it's going to be called and mm -hmm. henry cavill is out as superman and james gunn said we didn't fire him he was never hired for this version that we're telling <laughs> james gunn is writing the script he's probably also going to direct but he says it has not been uh, decided on but i'm willing to bet anything that he will end up directing yeah um so 
what they got we a lot know, riding on that. Yeah. But like, what is your opinion of, and we talk about Ezra Miller a lot on this podcast. So they're still really like, even in this presentation and the interviews, they said, we are still, uh, we think the flash, which is this movie that Ezra Miller did, you know, now it's like two years ago. We think it's one of the best superhero movies that we've ever seen, even though they keep having to rejigger it because it's going to set off the whole extended universe that they're doing now. Mm-hmm. But Ezra Miller has uh, a mental uh, mental issues. He's also uh, uh, there's been yep. kidnapping. There's been mm-hmm. uh, uh, alleged assault. Uh, yep. All of these charges they have. What do you think about them still fully behind Ezra Miller at this point? It is why this is something I rant about probably on a weekly basis because it's wild to me that so little gets kind of punished nowadays. Like other people, we've seen like Marvel, Warner Brothers, whoever, we've seen people cut ties for much less than Ezra Miller's done. And it's simply for the fact that they don't want this movie to tank. Now they're counting on this movie to be like the, the catalyst of the new DCU and all of this stuff. So it's like, are we, you know, as we as the fans, are we going we're gonna have to make a choice? We're gonna have to say, okay, am I willing to put aside all of this, put all my principles aside? Because this has been a lot of crap over the past two years that Ezra Miller has gotten into. Am I putting all this aside? Am I going to see this movie in theater? Am I going to pour into it, support? Will I wait for it to come out on whatever? Or am I just gonna wait for the new DCU to come out and just start with Superman legacy? Or what's the case? Because Man, I, I I try so hard not to like because I feel like I get on the soapbox about Ezra Miller weekly, but I can't. I, I'm refusing to do it, but it's too much. It's 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 been way too many second chances at Warner Brothers, and it's not just like them saying, "Oh my God, we we want to pour into you, we want to help you get better, we want to do this and that." It's like no, we're counting on this movie to be successful so that we can stay successful when James Gunn takes over and does all this stuff. So it's, it's Warner Brothers shows so suppo- their hands way too much. Yeah, supposedly the last scene in this movie is going to set off the DC Extended Universe that James Gunn talked about at the presentation. Mm-hmm. I just think it is hysterical that you're going to already, you're doing this big rejiggering of the whole movie slate and the whole DC Universe, which includes comic books, uh, video games, uh, amusement rides, everything they are under. And they're saying, okay, yeah, let's still keep investing in this person that has proven time and time. And I'm not saying I don't want help for Ezra Miller. Go get right. your mental health on, like, please, like, fix whatever is going on. But the fact that they said, yeah, it's not, you know, we're going to revisit it after this movie comes out. And I'm like, that to me is a potential disaster you're already starting off with, because even if this movie is amazing, mm-hmm. you're still you're shackled. It's like Salt Lake with Jen Shaw. You're still shackled to Ezra Miller and what mm-hmm. they've done. And how do you then put him on a talk show? How do you put them uh, on a press junket? How do you do this? And I know, and what pisses me off is that they have Michael Keaton coming back as Batman in the multiverse. They have Ben Affleck's Batman, but Michael Keaton's Batman means so much. They already canceled Batgirl, which is a 90 million movie that they said was right. unreleasable. They already filmed it. You guys, that is, you will never, that will never see the light of the day. They burned the print of that movie, supposedly. Ooh. And 
they said they said it was unreleasable. They said they said War- James Gunn and they said Warner Brothers had really that was a very brave decision because it would not have helped our cause. It would have hurt our cause. And I'm like, that would have hurt your cause. But Ezra <laughs> Miller did not hurt your cause. Like, right. What? And think about some of the projects you've released. Over, like, see, now you're playing in our faces because that was unreleasable. But some of the other stuff that you've given us over the past five, six years, that's what you that's what you're kissing and saying, oh. That's what we're putting our hat on. We're hanging our hats there. That was an amazing project. Like, come on, for the people that released Black Adam, like the people that released the original Suicide, like there's a lot of stuff that we can point back to. By the way, like, The Rock, The Rock is pretty much out of the DCU, and Rock yep. got pissed. He unfollowed DC, Warner Brothers, uh, David <laughs> Zaslov. He was like, fuck you guys, because The Rock, that was one of his dreams was to do this Black Adam character. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like, sorry. And so it's really interesting. Now, I do want to make it, you know, like you said earlier, is that they are going to have, I think, what is it called? DC Prestige or it's it's films that will be taking place outside of the DCU. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll be like, like, so they're going to have a Batman in the extended universe that is not Robert Pattinson and it's not Ben Affleck and it's not Michael Keaton. It's going to be a new person, but they will continue for the time being to release the Robert Pattinson Batman 2 um directed by what's his name who was great um, uh matt reeves is it matt reeves yeah yeah so that is good but that's going to take place outside of the universe and they say those films are going to be held to a much higher uh you know they're going to be almost art house films in a way because they're and i'm like shit why don't you have the whole dcu be those type of films right those are good <laughs> films why like why like so you're saying kind of the dc is going to be a little the dcu is going to be more uh, not silly, but it's going to be more accessible, I'm guessing, is what they're they're saying. That's what it sounds like to me. And one, I, I want to go on record. I'm, I'm super happy that we're continuing with Robert Pattinson's Batman because I, I, I rewatched that movie. Amazing. Often. Amazing. So, so good. So I'm happy for that. And when you think about it, Marvel does kind of the same thing, because, but not because they want to. It's because they sold so many damn properties that now they're trying to get them all back. And, you know, Sony's like, I, I, I got you, bitch. And so now they're yeah, Sony owns <laughs> Spider-Man, you guys. Yes. So, so like so every time Spider-Man appears in their movies, they have to make this kind of deal with mm-hmm. Marvel. Like, so it's like this really interesting thing. They have to keep scratching each other's backs for the greater good of what the fans yep. want. Um, so this is gods and monsters. We're going to have mm-hmm. flash that will set everything off. Then you have blue mm-hmm. beetle, I think. And then there's like a third project that will be, uh, and then Superman legacy will be the first Shazam. in 2020. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Shazam too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rise of the gods, <laughs> which by the way, we have another kind of cause Zachary, Zachary Levi who plays Shazam uh, all of a sudden came out as anti-vax last week. So DC just, killing it on who like like literally there must be an email that did not go around of like hey guys could you shut the fuck up about everything your personal beliefs just until your movies get released like honestly like what are you this Zachary like I was like no like you idiots like this is Mm -hmm. just stop like listen if you I don't care if you're pro Trump I don't mean like I care but like just don't talk about it you have like in business you've got to think about business you've got Mm -hmm. to think about you're trying to sell something and nobody wants to hear Republican or Democrat your views on the vaccine as an actor promoting a superhero film exactly and he could be wrong boy he that was one that surprised me because Oh, Zachary. I, well, first of all, because I think Shazam is probably one of the best things 
that it's came so out of that. It is. It's Loved such a it. fun movie. And I think most people, like, it's, it's for everybody, too. Adults, kids, like, everybody kind of loves that kind of movie. So... Zach, you gotta you gotta chill, bro. Like you you doing a lot. You're doing, and then like there was this. Did you hear the random story about you know his real last name's Pew, but he changed it to Lee. He went by his middle name or something like. Have you heard that no, story? No, I didn't know. So, <laughs> boy oh boy. So, according, I, I forgot what website I read. So, but there's like it's been a story going around saying that apparently he changed his name. I think Levi is his middle name, and he didn't want. Pew is like his official Hollywood last name, which is his real name, because according to him, quote unquote, it didn't sound Jewish enough. So apparently <laughs> Levi did. I, I don't know where this came and, from. And Zachary, by the way, is a uh, Christian, I believe. Yes, which is it all just out of who knows. But that story coupled with the one you just told, it's like it's a lot. It's a it's a week for Zach Levi. Well, I so even like, listened. I listened to his book um, that was like a mm. self help book that he really and I really really responded to it. So this kind of was like mm. a bummer to find out all of these other views that he did not talk about. In the but that's that's the thing, Kendrick, is that like. That's the the hard part about sharing these personal views is that it really truly can turn off or turn on a fan base of like yep. it can take somebody from really liking somebody to somebody going and you know what I um I don't need another person in my life that like has like differing differing opinions you know mm-hmm. like I don't know if I need that stress which you shouldn't think of when you think about superhero films but anyways right um Superman Legacy will be the first film then after those that kicks everything into high gear, they say. And then the (laughs) first Batman in this universe will be uh, Batman and Robin called The Brave and the Bold. And this is a comic book title that I loved. And Robin in this is not the Robin that you're used to. You guys don't read the comics, but in the comics, there's been multiple different Robins. Mm -hmm. And this one is Damien, Batman's son. Batman yeah. actually has a son named Damien and Damien is like this little shit Robin. He's a smart ass <laughs> killer kid. And so that's going to be the story they're going to tell. Did it surprise you at all that uh, Batman doesn't wear a condom? <laughs> it definitely does. First of all, anybody that rich that doesn't wear a condom just shocks me anyway, because I'm not trying to pro I'm trying to wait until I'm 99 to have a child. So I'm like, okay, now I'm dead. Now you can have the money. But until then, I'm going to I love that it. Batman was going around <laughs> not wearing like he's like, it just feel it feels it doesn't feel good without like let me let, let me just put the tip in. Like I love that Bat- you think like, he Batman kept the costume has a on? son. <laughs> oh hell yeah! It was just like, well. By the way, in the what there's one comic you guys where he does have sex with uh, Catwoman, and they graphically mm-hmm. they there's one I think it's called Batman un uh, uh Batman unholy or Batman. There's a it's a gra- graphic novel, but they actually show Batman's dick. Oh shit! I have yeah, not Batman seen the that. damned, the damned, the damned. Wait, do you so, remember this random? It was the most random shit in the world. But like, do you remember this article came out? It had to been during the height of COVID because this was like during the clubhouse days. But there was an article that came out. Somebody said that Batman doesn't do, he doesn't go down. Like, did you hear that? He doesn't, uh, yeah, him and Catwoman, yeah. something like it was a whole thing. Yeah. Like, people rioted on the internet, like, no, my Batman goes down. Like, what are you talking about? It was a whole By thing. Way, I so. think if, wait, if I'm not mistaken, I think Kaya, even like from Bravo, <laughs> we're black, texted me about this years ago. I mean, I'm pretty sure yes. this sounds like something she would be. And like, listen, my Batman <laughs> and my Batman universe does go down on women. My Absolutely. Batman, has no problem with it. So that's going to be the first iteration of Batman. Then we also have a Swamp Thing feature. Now, Swamp Thing is a DC property, really an interesting mm-hmm. choice. 
Uh, that's actually, they just announced today, will be directed by James Mangold. And James Mangold is directing mm-hmm. the new Indiana Jones, but he's also been around. He did Walk the Line. He uh, He's really just a director. He's a really good director. So I'm curious mm-hmm. to see what his Swamp Thing is. Then they're going to have Supergirl. And then they're going to have this DC rogue squad called The Authority. Now, I wasn't familiar with The Authority, but it sounds like The Watchmen a little bit. Yeah, from what, uh, that's kind of what first came to mind too when I read about it, because I don't, I'm much bigger into Marvel comics than I am to DC. Like normally when I read DC, I'm not reading like the the popular like kind of stuff. I kind of like the the one-off stuff, but I've never really do- uh, dived into uh, the authority. So, I mean, I'm willing to, you know, I'm I exclusively read Batman. I exclusively yeah. read Batman comics. <laughs> like, honestly, like I, like, in fact, I checked out a Batman comic from the library this week and I was like reading it nice. on my iPad and it was like, you know, I was like, this is great. I can read comics and you can like zoom in on the frames to see the art. It's actually really cool. So they have that, which is like an interesting choice that I wasn't aware of. They also have Mm -hmm. an animated series called Creature Commandos written by James Gunn. And uh, Mm -hmm. you have the Peacemaker spinoff, which is uh, Viola Davis uh, returning to her role as Amanda Waller in Waller. Now, Amanda Waller was the one that put the Suicide Squad together. She was in Mm -hmm. Batman and Superman. And of course, Viola Davis you know, she's good in everything. So I'm shocked. I'm shocked she is doing this, but good. And then also they're doing finally a Green Lantern series, but it's a TV series called Lanterns mm-hmm. about, it's supposed to be kind of like a, uh, Green Lanterns is like a space corp, you guys. Mm-hmm. And they have this ring, but there's Hal Jordan. And then uh, who's John the other Stewart. one I'm thinking about that it involves, but it, John, yeah, John mm-hmm. Stewart not John Stewart from the daily show. And it's, <laughs> it's supposed to, they, they kind of said it's like a true detective in space, which I thought was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a detective and then booster gold, who I remember reading in the eighties, which is like a really funny comic book of a smart ass guy using f- basic future technology. He's kind of like a, um, a more, a less talented iron man, if you will. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be a comedic project. And then a project called Paradise Lost, which was, I believe, a graphic novel as well. So mm-hmm. this is supposedly the first mascara. Paradise Lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, oh, yeah. Which is, by the way, the island where Wonder Woman is set in. Now, mm-hmm. Gal Gadot is supposedly not back as Wonder Woman, and nope. in this slate of films, they do not have Wonder Woman. So this is kind of interesting. There's some like Superman, of course. I'm really curious how you make Superman interesting again. Um, but I don't know. This is the slate. So overall, what did you think? And do you have a positive vibe about the whole thing? Uh, so I, I've been trying to be as positive as possible because I'm like, okay, James Gunn, he really hasn't steered me too wrong in the past. Like the only thing that he's done that I really didn't like was this might be unpopular opinion. I didn't like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Love part one, but I wasn't really a fan of the second one, but love the Suicide Squad, love Peacemaker. Like that was probably one of my favorite projects of last year. It's crazy to think that was just last year, but so I'm I'm willing to give it, you know, a shot or whatever. But I think that Superman he, Legacy he did Guardians, been, he did Guardians three, which comes out pretty soon. And the preview yes. looks good for Guardians three. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm super excited. He's giving us Adam Warlock. So I'm I'm happy about all that. So I'm I'm optimistic which I haven't been about anything DC related ever. (laughs) You know, it's been a long time. So I'm optimistic. And I think that he's just going to have to, he's going to have to knock it out of the park with Superman legacy. Cause one, we're glad it's not an origin story. We've heard that origin since we were children. And since your children had, like we've all heard that origin story. We don't need that anymore. So whatever this chooses to be, 
I'm happy for it, but you got to one, you've got to pick the right actor because now this person is just going to get you know compared to Henry Cavill for the rest of his days. So you've got to pick the perfect actor, which is going to be no shot. So who do you, have you thought about that? Like who do you think would make a good Superman? Maybe I've heard like Jacob really, Elordi I, thrown around and other uh, people like. Uh, I just I don't know. I I think Jacob Elordi would be a boring choice to me. Uh, I don't. Love him, but Superman, he's not the best actor. Yeah, I like him. I li- I mean, I like him. I like him on Euphoria. I just, mm-hmm. um, you know, I not don't know. I, I mean, I really don't know. I don't know the new crop of young actors like I should, you know? Like, I, they've got to find somebody really special. And it's, um, you know, know, I remember when Brian... Well, I remember when Brian Singer, you know, did his version of Superman. Um, and and who did he pick? He picked um who was Roth, that guy? Right, Brandon Roth. Brandon Routh, Brandon, yeah, yeah. Brandon Ruth or Routh. And mm-hmm. um, you know, he was he didn't really, you know, he didn't really bring it the way that it was supposed to. And also, I just I guess I'm just I think there's an exhaustion with the Superman character that I'm kind of like, okay, like how are you gonna make the suit different? How are you gonna make mm-hmm. the you know, it's like we say, like we talked about it on your show, which comes out on Monday. You know, like, <laughs> you know, I think we're also we've seen Batman's parents die so many times. Like we've seen yes. Superman, like, yeah, yes, you're from Krypton. Yes, you're you're uh you're an alien out here in planet Earth. Like you're also you're good, you're a good guy. Like, I don't know, how do you make that interesting when you're so powerful. Like, how do you make, right. I just, I don't know. How do you tell that story in a different way? And you can't. <laughs> so you've got to, yeah. you've got to really figure it out. My opinion. And also, is an Daily unknown Planet. Actor. Yeah, right. I, w- I would, mm-hmm. I, I, well, yeah, the Daily Planet thing also, it's like, once we get, it's like, man, just because you put on glasses, we can still fucking see that you're Superman, idiot. Like they've <laughs> never, there's never been a time where I'm like, how, like how not close are people looking at these people? Like, I'm like, yeah, right. that's fucking <laughs> Superman. Like literally that's super, like this guy would be stopped every day. I'm like, you look a lot like Superman. There's no right. way, <laughs> like I, that shit might've flown in the seventies, you know, but I'm sorry. Like you've got to find a different way to have mm-hmm. this secret identity and, and find a way to have some sort of life. Yep. And you got to tell if you're going to put Lois in it or what you're going to, because, you know, there are some things that are just instrumental to the story that I think people are going to expect. So you got to figure he's got a lot. He's, he's got to roll the climb. He's got to, he's got to go down that road and well, he knows how to come out. We also have a road to climb as well, Kendrick, in doing the podcasting <laughs> that we do weekly mm-hmm. and your podcast, Reality and Comics too. I'm telling you guys, if you are not familiar with Kendrick, get familiar. Uh, I'm telling you, the show I did with him on Monday is so flipping good. I was only planning on doing 30 minutes here and we went way over that. So it's just, <laughs> it's great conversations with him and everybody, all the people you already know. Um, so go over, subscribe, rate it five stars, all of that stuff. What do you got coming up on there besides me? Uh, so I'm hoping uh, to talk to some people. I've had some great guests so far. You know, y'all love Kay on here. So Kay has been on recently. Uh, I want to get her and Aaron on at the same time. It's so hard trying to get both of them on at the same time. I whenever. think they're I think they're the same person. They you might can be. never really get them in the same. <laughs> it's so hard. But I've had them on recently. Uh, Stephanie from the Mocha Minutes podcast was just on. I love her every time. Just some uh, great guests coming up. I want I got a guy coming on uh, who works for comicbook.com. And uh, we're talking about like all things, you know, Wakanda Forever just came out on Disney Plus. So y'all can finally uh, watch that. Yeah. And so it's all good. So we're talking about that. We're getting people ready for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. We're doing some. I uh, can't wait to see that. Th- those previews make the Ant-Man movie look really good. And yes. I, 
I don't want to get too like psyched, but I'm like, that looks really, I think it's the oh, use of the Elton John song in the trailer and yes. it'll be the introduction of Kang. And mm-hmm. by the way, Kang is going to be the villain in the next whole, this sets off that whole storyline. Like, yes. um, you know, we had with the, uh, the, uh, the, Thanos the Infinity and, mm-hmm. yeah, Thanos and stuff. Um, okay. So Kendrick, Kendrick, uh, Samson, <laughs> Kendrick Tucker, I'm just, I'm just uh, Kendrick Turner, you know Kendrick Turner, Kendrick Tucker, you guys. Reality and Comics 2 on Monday. I will be on there and I'm telling you, it is a great conversation. So yes. go, go listen to it. I'll make you guys, I'll remind you guys again on Monday. And thanks a lot for doing this, dude. This these were both amazing conversations. Absolutely. And, and come back anytime. I'm I'm willing to come back anytime. It's always good catching anytime up. Anytime you. you need me, I'm here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there we go. Okay. Uh, Betches.